Welcome to the Ether. Today is Friday, March 3rd, 2023. Today on the Ether, crafting compelling proposals, a camp guide workshop. Let's take a listen. Good evening, guys. Um, I trust we are all good. I trust we have had a good day. So, welcome. I welcome you all to the um, camp guide workshop, crafting compelling proposals, and um, in the meantime, I'm wanting us to be at least 20. I want us to be, I mean, to be many years before we begin the podcast. So, till then, let's just um, talk about anything. Let's just feel free and talk about anything. I hope you all heard me, guys. You can um, just still be talking about our previous workshop. How was it? Our previous workshop was how to make effective research, right? So, can just have a kind of we can have one or two recall about what we learned there. Um and our speaker then was uh prof and um you know he learned a lot really so we can have the kind of recall before we begin on um on this right and in the meantime people can get to step in to the workshop right so let's have a recall on what we had on our previous workshop welcome guys um it's so, I'm so glad to have you guys here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a pity that uh, scribbling is, is quite late. I think at least she she will she will have been entertaining us with some uh, cool music this night. I don't know uh, what we can, we can keep ourselves uh, occupied while waiting for others. And the last, um, let's let's try and revise. Let me say, revise uh, what we learned in the last uh, workshop, which which says uh, making effective research, right? And I'm very sure that Airprof made justice to that uh, topic, and we all applied it what we learned into our into our different areas of expertise in which in, in order to be more productive so i don't know if there is one or two persons who would like to share with us uh, what how they really applied what we what we learned in what we learned in the last uh, class, in the last uh, workshop, and how it has been productive to them, uh, we can share one or two results with us, at least, so that we can know that we are really, really making progress in in course of this workshop. You know, 
things like this. We want to be seeing results within our community. And we, we don't just want to be doing it for doing sake and we, and we remain stagnant. So please, we want to be seeing results. We want to at least apply this, whatever we learned in this workshop, in previous one, we should be applying it in our daily uh, work, in our daily life in our daily activities so that we can we can be we can be improving in our area of um, businesses um work and some and in other things that gives us money professionally so i don't know if there is someone that really want to share one or two things with us how you have really applied effective uh, making effective research into your area of uh, expertise and the results that you have seen so far we just want to know that uh, we are all making progress here so please if you want to share something or one or two things with us you can kindly signify so that at least can um, give you the mic thanks thank you so much anyone please you can ask for the mic or should i just uh pick someone uh dove you want to say something Kristen, ox share you guys are welcome this um this this hall welcome you're welcome web dream Web Web three could be. You're welcome. Um, let me see. I or me D five, right? You're welcome. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much, FMO. Thank you. Okay. If somebody is stepping up to see what they've learned, let me see what I have learned in the workshop. I was hoping someone can step up to see what they've learned first. So you know. So let me see mine then. Maybe after I said mine, you can now people step up to say what right. So in the workshop, in the previous workshop that we had, I learned that research because we had um we had how to make effective research. So yeah, I learned um <clears throat> I learned that research is um most of our research takes place on Twitter. Fifty percent of research is on Twitter, right? And uh, research is um fifty percent common sense should be based on realities, something that you can practicalize in later after you have uh, more you have learned on, right? So you know, and I also learned that period of time because someone asked that how often should you do your research and. It was answered. It was said that there should not be um there's no like a timestamp for making research, right? When you when was it called? As far as you have not gotten what you are looking for, you keep on you keep up with the research, you keep up with um the findings, right? And um tools for making research are the Google and ChatGPT. Um what's it called? And research is something that like I said earlier, research is something that is based on reality, something that drives you to action, something that you know you can practicalize, you can practically do after you have learned on. Mm-hmm. And 
to wrap it up, we also talked about community, the community playing a, a major role in research purpose for members, you know, so that whenever um, the community is playing a major role for research purpose of its members, you know, the community drives you to research on one or two. Right? So, yeah, those are the few things. I mean, they are more than that, but I don't know how to say everything. So, I think we have people that want to talk about talk about it. So I'll leave the floor to them to talk about it. Thank you, Alex Sensei, for that sharing that with us. And you, you have really done well. Thank you so much. Please, is there any other person that wants to share what he or she has learned in the last uh, workshop with us? Why we are waiting for others to join us? All right. Um, good evening, guys. So this is uh, El Prof. I, I have a couple of things to say before I eventually hand down the mic. You see, these this workshops, one thing people need to understand is that everything we are doing here is, is structured in a certain way. We've talked about research, we've talked about how to do DMs, and now we are talking about proposals. Um, when you start hitting people on DMs, getting to create relationships with people, the next logical step uh, would eventually be sending out proposals because you want, you want partnerships, you want your connections and relationships to evolve into something that um, has economic value, into something that makes money, right? So it's very imperative for, for our listeners, for our members to, to know that our topics are not isolated topics. Anybody going through this workshop right now, depending on the quality of output that we are going to get from our organizers, might find it very difficult to execute effectively if they don't know how to do DMs, for example, right? And on who to DM and how to figure out what to say and stuff, you need to know how to make research. So you see that this whole thing, it's, uh, I know that it's very exciting out there. It seems like there are so many things people can do to make money. You can, right now, cryptocurrencies and NFTs for some new ecosystems, they are booming. Airdrops have started paying. So, so many people might not see the necessity to focus on building a personal brand. They think, yeah, they can go ahead and start grinding and, uh, you know, all will be where they'll be able to make their $100, $200 year and day. And uh, I mean, that's it. But you see, within Camp Dyad, we, we can connect members with opportunities like that. But for, for the time being, because of how early we are, we don't want to distract uh, people from actually understanding the core tenants of internet, building a personal brand, connecting with people. These are skill sets that has relevance across board, uh, both in the digital world and in real life. You see? So um, one thing I'm going, to, I'm going to talk about as relating to proposals is I love, I love proposals. I think if I want to, my, my core skill set is research, I would say. And uh, one of the key verticals that I imputed that my research skills to actually, to a large extent, perfect is, you know, issuing of proposals. Because um, when I was starting out, would I say, uh, when, I, when I was starting out uh, and attempting to make money, one of the most successful um, 
engagement. So one of the most successful skill set that I deployed that allowed me to see the largest amount of money, I would say is uh, copywriting. And proposal development is one major aspect because it's not something that is it's very common. You have to apply, you have to have knowledge on so many things, right? You need to be able to do appropriate market research. You need to be able to, you know, share data and draw inferences. So even relatively good copywriters can be bad proposal developers. And if there is one, it's not necessarily a skill. As a copywriter, you should be able to whip up a proposal, make research and whip up something. But if you are a kick-ass proposal developer, I'm assuring you that you cannot be poor. This is it, because you just have to have ideas and you're automatically able to just put together a proposal and you're already thinking about potential people that can either fund the idea or partner with you on the idea or you know basically anything attract it your ability to grow an idea into a business can be largely dependent especially if you are not very financially buoyant or if you are not highly skilled and you are going to need you know the input especially technical input financial input of other people your ability to be able to write good proposals might be the make or break factor in that whole um, um workflow right so what exactly are proposals Right, I think this is something that you can easily go and Google it. What's wrong with the network? What happened? Can you hear me, guys? Can anybody hear me? Can anybody hear me, please? We have to record this FM. Yes, yes, I can. I can hear you. Okay. I think the course, yes. Can you guys hear me, please? If you can hear me, react, please. I can hear you. I'm, I'm, I'm really, really sorry. Um, you see, like I mentioned earlier, it's raining massively where I am, and I guess that's what's interrupting the whole process, but I'm glad we're back. Let's, let's proceed, right? So the thing here is this, proposals, developing proposals, one, one very important analogy, because <laughs> actually I went to my alma mater, the secondary school I graduated from, so I'm even currently there now, and I had the opportunity to speak with some of the senior students, SS1, SS2. And of course, trust me, I cannot be talking to an audience and I don't talk about technology and how to leverage on technology to make money. So we're talking about this. And I, I mentioned issues relating to proposals because, you know, this workshop has just been on my head throughout. And this is something I told them. I will repeat it here. In the past, and even with Web 2, and for some people that think they're in Web 3, this is, this is the, the process of getting a job, this is the process of making money, right? You, you see a particular gig, or you, you know of a particular project, you send them a code message, or you get uh, a project that needs employees, all you have to do is to whip up together your CV or resume, you send it across to them, and uh, if they like what they see, they can invite you for an interview. And you know, you guys talk, and if they like you, you get the job, right? You know, I always tell people that in Web3, you, you don't get employed in Web3, right? If you are waiting, if someone has to be the boss of you, if someone has to be the one to, to pay you your salary, uh, if someone has to be the one to control your workflow, I wouldn't really feel that that is Web3 because one of the core um, tenets of Web3 is decentralization. Decentralization puts every single person on an equal footing. 
So if you take Cam Gaiat, for example, that is why even I am not the organizer of this, uh, this workshop, right? We expect every single member of Cam Gaiat to be able to leverage on the community, leverage on uh, the community members and the visibility that is um, available for our members to build something, to explore um, their creativity, to, to grow their skills. Right, I want to believe that the organizers of this, they are, off, they are certainly learning. <laughs> my thought, my plan was to just keep quiet till towards the end of the meeting. And you could see that when they just started out, the meeting was shaky. Uh, it, it felt like it was not really planned. And mind you, this is just once a month. So we have all the time in the world to plan this. And it felt so much like there was no real plan, which to me is great. It goes to show where we are right now. And I want to bet that in a couple of months, uh, these workshops will become much more fluid, much more fluent, and much more effective. What that means is that we have successfully started upskilling our members. And the truth is, it's not by some kind of training. It's just by taking the action. It's by being a co-host planning, organizing the events, planning about the graphic design, you know, uh, coordinating the committee members to post on the other. All of these things are activities and actions that has relevance to your personal brand. These are skills that it doesn't, you will not, you cannot see a course right now that they will say, come, let's teach you how to host a workshop and Twitter space. I've not seen anything like that. Right. So you see people want to get a skill. You say, OK, go and get a course on graphic design, get a course on this and that. But some of the real salient activities that that is like the baseline of the successful running of any community, any Web3 brand or project. We are not seeing courses or or um, um, educational resources to be able to learn those things. So that is why we have an influx of their Almost everybody you see, they want to tell you they're graphic designers or uh, content developers or programmers. Most people feel that that's all. Some things that we look down on, it's now what's, what's supposed, that's the direct thing that would even give you the most money. If you are, let's say, a, a content writer and somebody is a, an effective host, I would say that on, on the long term, the, the host, the, the, the person that can organize an event host an, uh, uh, a space, for example, or a podcast or a workshop would have way more potentials, will be much more valuable in business collaborations than, let's say, the content developer. Because the content developer is very limited. They will be looking for work, they will be looking for gigs, and the only thing they will be able to offer is just writing. And basically, almost everybody, to some extent, feel like they can write. So you see that the truth is, this is what we promised within Camp Gaia. We promise to guide people on the path. So now you are learning, our organizers, our audiences right now, you are learning things and it doesn't feel like, you may be bored, you may be like, oh, oh when is, is, this what, is this how this workshop is or is this what a workshop is? But if you pay attention, you will learn something much more practically that has relevance. And when you hybrid these uh, uh, soft skills, to so something, a digital skill, you see that you are becoming an all-rounded uh, um, um, service provider, which makes you much more valuable to potential projects because you have varying things that you can contribute to that project. This is the, the, the vision of Camp Gaiad. And 
that's why we want to talk about you know something when you have some of you have skills some of you are good writers already some of you are great graphics designers who already have all of that now the status quo as at today and i believe some of our community members are doing that is to now say okay let me look for a project that i will now go and code message or dm them and tell them that i want to work with them or all of that that's what people do right but if you are able to effectively create proposals you will not be an employee creating proposals elevates you beyond the position of being an employee right it makes you a partner because you are and you when you are proposing something you are not you are not offering a skill set you are offering a result you are offering a value you are offering uh something that has relevance to the mechanism of the project that you are proposing to it is it is absolutely different from simply just something your cv or your resume and you see you can if you understand what i'm talking about now you can see the direction that we're pushing our community members to we teach them how to make research we teach them how to um, reach out to people conversations and now we teach them how to send proposals issues proposals so if you can weave your dm conversations towards the direction where you now make offers right you can now be the one to issue proposals that as immediately that proposal is green lighted you have access to a a, a, a larger um, amount of revenue or resources from that potential partner so if two persons are attempting something let's say camp guyard at this moment let's assume we need uh uh a a, a a blog manager right actually we we do we are experimenting with a couple of our members to see how well they can do that but we are creating a blog where all of these things can be um, um posted and managed right let's say we get something like that now there are two options one person reaches to us tell us that they can do it send their cv telling us that they've done it here and here and here and here and all of that that's one that is the normal approach then somebody else reaches us and say oh wow i've been a huge fan of your community i've been following what you guys are doing i'm practically on all of your social media handles and i noticed that you guys come up with a whole lot of content on your whatsapp and stuff can i aggregate i want to work with your project to aggregate all of these things and express them as blog posts this is something that you can embed on your website and it will give your website search engine optimization uh, advantages right so these are some of my criterias and this is my plan this is um some of the previous contents that you people have put up on whatsapp that i was able to you know expand on and uh, i update it optimize it for seo um, um search engines and I, I i want you to go through you see that from the perspective obviously even if the other person that sent a cv and everything have done some really really good job it's it's much more lucrative from the perspective of me as a founder or as a lead of a community to engage somebody that went through other process to find out about us to research us to go through the whole process of getting things about the community following with the community seeing lapses within the community and not just coming to tell us something proffering uh an extensive uh a solution and showing us example of how they'll be able to do it so you see that the process of proposals makes you automatically eligible for a particular so if a project does not engage you with that kind of um, um, approach then you know that they truly do not have the capacity to engage you you see so this is how we are 
we are trying to position our community members in terms of the, the direction of their skills acquisition and all of that. So I will um, um, go off the mic for a couple of, um, I'll, I'll allow the, the, the coordinators to continue, but I will come back one more time towards the end of the meeting to now talk specifically about proposals. I will forward a bunch of um, proposals that I've, I've done in the past, maybe one or two of them to the community help group so that members can review them and use them. There's one especially that I'm very, very um, um, excited to share with the community members. It's something that I did way, way, way back, I think probably 2019 or 20, uh, 2020, I can't remember well, but that particular proposal landed me a gig of over, cumulatively over a hundred thousand dollars. I will show you the proposal that gave me a, a potential um, gig that raised millions for me personally. So I want you people to dissect it. I think that's something that will be very, very interesting for so many of you, right? Then when I hop on back, I will now tell you people some key things you need to know about proposals and how uh, you can leverage on proposals to build your visibility and monetize your brand. Thank you guys very much. I will um, give it back to the, the co-host for to, to continue from where I stopped. Thank you guys. Thank you very much for all that being said. Thank you very much. Um, we wanted to, you know, thank you very much. We just wanted to have a kind of recall or revelation on what he learned on our previous workshop, which is generating, um, which is how to make effective research. And he has explained the essence, the you know, the importance of attending all of this workshop. And yes, I also feel like our workshop can even be repeated on a blog post so that anybody can also look up to it whenever and in any time. So thank you very much once again and welcome our audience to the um to today's business which is crafting compelling proposals. And um I'm, I'm going to introduce FM News. FM News is our guest speaker John that will be taking us through the processes of crafting compelling purposes. Um, you know, what it takes. I mean <laughs> yeah, we'll be teaching us about this. Yeah. So welcome on board to FM Neo. So uh, we'd like to hand over the mic to you to take us through this process. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you, guys. I'm so happy to to be here this night. So that um, I'm very, very glad that I'm given the opportunity to speak on this uh, particular topic. Thank you, Essential, for granting me for having me in mind for this particular workshop. Also, I want to thank Amgayad for organizing this. Uh, you have always been having our best interest in the in us. And I really appreciate you for your selfless service to, and dedication to us, we members of Camp Gayad. So without further ado, let's go straight to today's topic while we are here. Uh, crafting a comp uh, compelling proposals. I would like to take our mind back to to what we have really been doing in the past in Kamgayad. You know, when, when a new member is being onboarded, uh, onboarded on Kamgayad, uh, the first thing that we always tell them is to optim optimize their Twitter account, optimize uh, their, themselves, 
in order to showcase their skills. We give them proper orientation on creating an opportunity in this industry and not running after uh, one. So after that, when you get that in place to after you optimize yourself to showcase your skills. And this is really, really very important because at the on the later on, on the later run, eh, the, the importance of optimizing your skills and your 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 social media handle will really come in place because of background check. When you are working, when when you are vibing for a, a gig, a job. No, there is no way that there won't be a background check on you. And when your social media is being optimized to the taste that uh, portrays or showcases your skills, then your targeted audience we 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 know that okay, this guy's really this guy really knows what he's doing. Then the nice thing is um you making an effective research on your targeted audience in order to know their problem, which is one of the workshops that we've done on this uh, particular, on this platform before. You see now that the, the previous workshop that we've done is not a waste because everything is in sequence. The topics is in sequence and it's a destination that you are being, that you are heading to, which is, part of the process that you are going to take in order to get things done and, and, and keep ourselves on the path to success. So the nice thing is uh, presenting yourself in a, in, a, in a coordinated manner that is doing effective uh, uh, DMs. You know, when you enter into someone's DM, there is, there is a way that you can present yourself in a coordinated manner and in so that at least with that you can you can gain the attention of your clients you can from there you can they, when you get their the attention then you can they can grant you audience they can grant you audience to listen to your proposal to listen to why you want to talk to them so all these things doing an effective research um Doing a proper DMs is part of the prerequisite that is really, really needed for you to get your proposal on ground. I, I hope you guys understand that the previous workshop is not a waste. It's a coordinated topics. They are coordinated topics and eye-opener to our final destinations. So now, let me let me talk about a, about proposal. After you've got all these things done, the first three things done: optimize yourself to showcase your skills. Doing you have then you have to do a proper research on your targeted um, clients. Okay, you have to because it's very it's very very important for you to do research on them to know their problem and know how you are going to solve it then the next one is going after them uh, going after them in their dm in a properly and a coordinated manner so now presenting your proposal first you have to understand what proposal means here okay proposal 
a, let me put it in my own language, it's like a formal document or that, that outline your plan or an idea that is uh, presented to a client in order to get a business deal, in order to get a business deal, or let me say it's a, it's a persuasive uh, communication tool. Like uh, you, you, you want to persuade someone to, so that you can get something out of them. So it's a, it's a persuasive communication tool that is aimed to convince um, a represent or your audience to take action by presenting a solution to their problem through your skills. So that's, that is what a proposal means. Now, the thing is that when you have to understand the concept of proposal first, you have to understand the concept of proposal. When you understand the, pro when you understand the concept of proposal, you have to identify that problem. Okay, you have to define, define the purpose of that proposal. Why are you approaching these people? Remember, you have done your research on them. And after you've done your research, you, you, you have thought deeply about it that, okay, after I've done my research on these people, this thing is in line with, this, with my skills. This thing is in line with what I know. This thing is in line with what I can do. Then, do I really have a solution to their problem? Those are the things that you have to put in mind into consideration first before you, you take a step into, into writing a, a proposal. Okay, do, do, I really, do I really have a solution to their problem? If yes, okay, how do I want to solve this problem? How, do, how will I go about it? Okay, you have to put all these things into, into consideration. Then, if I'm to solve their problem, what are the benefits? What are they going to gain from me solving their problem? What is the benefit of solving that their problem? That is one. Then, you have to consider yourself also. Me, I, I that I'm uh, that I'm ready to solve this uh, problem. What will be my own benefit? Also, what do I start to gain from this? So all these things we have to put it there. Solving this uh, problem is it visible within so 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 time frame? What is the budget that uh, that this uh, project will cost? We have to put all these things into consideration before you say okay before you before you say okay let me present my proposal or before you start um documenting your proposal so now the first thing is before diving into the specifics of writing a proposal it is very very important to know or clarify the purpose of that proposal okay figure it out first you have to figure it out first. If it aligns with your area of specialization, that's just it. Like I said before, which, which is your value proposition, your area of uh, interest, if it aligns it in need, if you can really solve their problem, okay? You can just sometimes, for example, now, there are, 
there are, there are some people that we just there are some organizations that we that we that we put out a notice that okay we want some people we want someone to supply us so so, so amount of uh, desktop computer or we want to construct a road we want to do this you know there will be a lot of proposals to that some people we even some people that doesn't even know about road construction some people that doesn't even know about uh it or supply of uh, uh computer they will write a, they will they will definitely present a proposal towards that why because ah uh, it's a contract if 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 they win the contract it's a lot of money for them at the end of the day even when i when they were at the end of the day, if they were granted that uh, contract and that is not the area of specialization they are going to do a very very bad job why is it like that because what uh, they want the proposal, right? They want the contract, but that is not their area of specialization. They won't. They 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 did not. They won't do a very great job on that. So that's why I said you have to define the purpose of your proposal if it aligns with your skills. Okay. Then if it aligns with your skills, if it aligns with what you can give them, then go for it. Because number one, writing a proposal involves you documenting your plan the process and solution to that problem and how you apply your persuasive skills or let me say a good way of convincing someone that you are the best person for that deal so that is it about that one so if if you if you can be able to 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 identify or define the process the, the, the purpose of that proposal first, then you are good to go. You are good. You are good to go. Then number two, the second one is you have to understand your audience. You have to understand the your your clients. Okay, you have to understand your clients. This is when 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 you are writing a proposal, it is very very important for you to understand the people that you'll be reading your proposal or let me say the the targeted um person that or let me say the person that we are presenting the proposal to you have to understand them this is where your effective research comes in you have to do your research on them the, their personality their the the way the way they undo things their comp the company policy their policy you have to you have to understand that first because you can't just budge into someone's house you can't just budge into someone's territory without knowing the inner out. you will be lost you will be lost that's just it so that's why doing your research do your research is very 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 important don't take it don't take it lightly because that's your research when you know them it will give you confidence it will boost your confidence when you are defending your proposal because number one whenever they want to uh, go against you in any because any question that they ask you you already have an answer waiting for them so that is why it is very very important for you to do your research to to in order to know your 
your audiences. It might be an individual, a company, establishment, establishment, or a, a governance community in the in the in the crypto space. Okay, you have to know who they are, what they are all about. You have to know their vision. You have to know their mission. You have to know their purpose and goals. Okay, their interest and their need. You have to know all those things. If you can figure this out, then you can tailor your proposal to their specific needs and make it more compelling. So that is why you have to you have to do your research on them. We, when you when you when you when you figure all these all these things out, then it it will boost your confidence. It will, it will make you feel that okay. There is no way that they want to tackle me. I'm going to tackle them back. I'm going to defend myself. So now, after when you are done with that, then the next thing is to identify the problem or the opportunity. Okay, identifying the problem like in the in the sense that okay, this is the problem that you guys are facing, and this is why I am here. Or this is the opportunity that I'm trying to present, and that opportunity is with me. So, in order to convince your audience to take action, you need to clearly make them see the problem and opportunity. Let them know that there's fire on the mountain. You need to run, run. You need to take. You need to take action now. So you understand. Tell them you have to sugarcoat the opportunity. And you, you you have to you have to dress the the problem in a way that to make them desperate. Okay, and then let them see from your own point of view that you are the one that is very very capable in to solve to give them solution or to present that opportunity for them. You sometimes you can even give them a real life case study case study an um, example of others that didn't take action or opportunity, then with that, you can let them see the consequences of people that, that fail to, to take action, okay? Then try and back it up with points. You know, before that, you should have, you should have done some research also you should, in order to back up your, your points, okay? Do some research. Give do some uh, give them some good real life uh, case study. You can even you can even point point out some uh, some other uh, name of other company or some other community or individual that 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 fail to take action in that same pro in that uh, same proposal and what happened to them with that. It will make them look like ah, we don't want what happened to those people to happen to us. So we really have to take action in order to solve this problem. So after then, after then, now go to the solution. Let them know that okay, no need for panic, no need for no no cause for alarm. Okay, guys, your solution is here. Which I'm the solution. I'm going to give you the solution. Don't worry. Remember, 
you are having this confidence in you because it's your area of specialization. Because you have done your research on them. Okay? Because you, you know that you are you, you have the solution to their problem with you. So this is when when you are when you are presenting your when you are presenting your solution, remember this is an opportunity for you to 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 sell yourself, okay? To let them know how skillful you are. So you, you in this place, in, in this in this uh, area, you can you can flex your skills to them. Let them be confident. Be confident in yourself. Let them know your value proposition and make it look like you are their, you are their savior. Okay? Tell them your plans and what you are going to do to make the problem go away. Document everything. Make it. Let them see the point when they are reading it. Let them see the point. Let them understand it clearly. Give them specific details and practical example to make sure that they are to, to make sure that the solution is clear and very, very understandable. Okay. In this place, if you can give them, you can you can give them a sample of work that you've done in the past. Okay, you can give them uh, if you're a web developer, you can give them link. You can put the link to your past website. You can give them if if you're a project, if you're a project manager, or if I if if you're a mode in a community or anything, let them know that see. These are the, these are my past work. This is what I've done before, and see the results. So with that, their confidence in you will grow and improve. So then, after you've presented them, you've presented them a solution. The next thing is to tell them be the benefits for taking action. Okay. Let them know that CEO, this is your solution. Excuse me. This is your solution. And if you take action on this, this is what you will be getting. Okay. If you take action, this is the profit. This will be your, your edge or your advantage over others. You know, this uh, the system also has to be symbiosis because everyone is after benefits. You are after your own. I'm also after my own. For example, if you give me a proposal, now what will I benefit from it as a company? Okay, what will I benefit from it? Um, uh, I said I needed one hundred pieces of computer. What will what how will that computer that you want to supply me? How is it going to benefit my establishment? Okay. Okay, I might say I need it, but along the lines, I might be doubting that, oh, do I really need 100? Or do I really need, let me cut it to 50. Or do I really need a computer at all for my establishment? It is you. Even, you don't know, maybe I'm doubting, or someone else is convincing me that, no, don't, don't, don't worry, Joe, but, after reading your proposal, and you now stated in your proposal that uh, what I'm going to benefit by 
taking the action of 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 buying those uh, hundred computers. If that we that alone will convince me and clear my doubts that okay, let me go for this. So at this juncture, you should you, should, you have to tell them. You have to tell them what they stand to gain for taking action. Okay, what will be the positive outcome that will result from implementing your plan? That solution that you've presented to them, the positive outcome. Make sure you state it there. That see, if we take this action, this will not happen. If we take this action, this will happen. You have to be sure to make sure that. The benefit is very, very clear to them and measurable. Okay, it's 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 going to be part of what is part of what we convince your clients to give you that uh, contract to give you that deal. So after that, the next thing is that you have to be prepared for potential objection. Okay, there's no way. After reading your, after there will be doubt, there will be, because everything is two sides of the coin, okay? You might tell me, okay, this is a solution to my issue. This is how you want to do it. I might be thinking that, okay, if you do it this way, what if this happens? Or do you think your way is the best, your solution is the best? There will always be objection. Especially the type of proposal where you have to, where they will set up a committee, a committee for you to defend. There will always be objection. Okay. And in that, you should be prepared for that because your audience will not always agree with you. There will always be some concerns and critical questions. Okay. Not to ought or go against your proposal, but for better understanding and conviction. Sure you understand me. Those are the potential objections. The ob sometimes the objection might not be to ought or to go against your, your proposal. Like I said before, it is for better understanding and conviction. So you should be prepared for, for if not question, okay? We should be prepared if not question it will surely come up in proposals so you should give so you should be 100 percent prepared to undo this debate because this is where the conviction lies this is where the decision lies okay this is the junction where the the, the your clients will make the decision maybe to give whether to give you this contract or not because well after after telling me about your product or what you can do and we have some uh, some concerns some critical some critical questions from you in order to be sure in order to clear my doubts okay so and if you answer that very well then it's going to give it's going to give me uh, assurance that yes you really know what you are doing and you can you can deliver this work very well. So you should be 100% prepared to handle this debate by providing evidence and data to address these concerns head on. So that's just it. You should be prepared. You should be ready with evidence, proof, data, in order to back up 
your claims. So the next thing now is um, to outline your steps, okay? Outline your steps. The how you are going to how you are going to solve that problem. You should, you, you have presented them a solution, right? Now the question is, how do you want to go about it? Okay, you've presented the solution. You've shown your skin. You you you've argued and you've convinced them. You've convinced them that okay, you are going to get the job. So how do you want to go about it? So you have to what you have to do outline the you have to outline your steps, okay? Provide a timeline. This is where you provide a timeline. This is where you provide your costs, your budget, and other relevant and uh, other relevant details. All these things should be should be there in your proposal. Like, okay, this is what uh, it will cost. This is the budget. Everything logistic. Uh, Transportation, any other thing that you want to put there, it should be there. Then the time life that you are going to get the um, the time frame that you are going to get the the solution to them, or that that that, that, that you are going to deliver for them, it should be there. You should make it easy for them. Be clear. You should be clear. You should be clear about what you are asking. Okay. You should be very, very clear about what you're asking, what you want. Since like, the necessary things that you need, the necessary support that you need from them so that you can give them the proper solution to the problem. So make it easy for them so that they can so that they can take action very fast and easily. So the next thing is you polishing your proposal. Okay. You know, we said proposal is about documentation. You have to after after arranging all this, you have to you have to polish your proposal, make it very 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 attractive. Okay, don't make it clumsy at all. Use the normal, use the standard textiles, formatting, spacing. You can also apply visuals, table, objects, diagrams. It's color where where they are where it's necessary. Apply all those things. Make it look very very attractive and and neat. Okay. Also, uh, when you are when you are writing, I'm sorry. After writing, you should proofread your proposal over and over again. Proofread over and over again to make sure it's free from grammatical blunders. So when when you when you are done with that, then we can say that uh, your proposal is good to go. Your proposal is good to go. So those uh, those are the things that that you need to 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 write or to craft a compelling proposal. And with this. I think uh, um, I've come to the end of my of my class. Thank you very much. Okay. 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 Thank you. Thank you very much for all that being said. Um, I um I was on something. 
So thank you very much for having this head right from the beginning. And um, all of this process, when I thought about all of this process, I was able to say that it's even our client, I mean, it's even arranged. Because talking about how to craft, crafting compelling proposals, we have now even talked about, I mean, we have to now go to research for it to show that you have to follow all of these um, due processes to get to a destination. You know, if we have not even talked that we have not learned about how to make effective research and we just jump to graphic compelling purposes, that means we are even what is it even up <laughs> close on ourselves, right? So yeah, thank you very much. And I believe that we've um we have our notes and we gain one or two wise FM was what is it talk or speaking, right? So if we have any questions in that what he has said, I mean while he was speaking, I'm sure we have questions in our mind regarding what he was saying. And I believe we have written our questions down. And yeah, it is time for us to ask them, for us to clear our minds on Ozico, on all of these questions, right? So if you have questions, let's just react. Let's react if you have questions. Anybody that has questions can react and request to speak. If you have questions, anybody that asks questions should request to speak. <laughs> See, we should not be saying this time every time. We can even always request to say anything, even in a workshop like this. Just say anything. Just, just speak up. Like <laughs> it's not even a physical. Nobody's going to beat anybody for talking, right? So just speak up. Even if they're requesting, you have a kind of suggestion or you know, just request to speak. And I thought um I, I before I spoke I, I I felt like someone wanted to speak then. So yeah. Let's just speak if you have any questions. And um I'm going to recap some of the things that he said while he was speaking. I mean when he was um speaking about when when he was when he just finished speaking right now, he said um you should make your because that's what I I I held it right. So you should make your what you call client, your potential client, see the unique value they stand to gain. The unique value they stand to gain when was it called when they are approving your proposal, right? The unique value they stand they stand to gain from you, who they don't stand to gain from others, right? When they approve your own what's it called proposal. So in other words, you should have a unique what's it called something. You value unique to you, so that they was it called clients have no option. They don't have option than to approve your proposals, right? So I think Echo X Echo X wants to ask person. So unmute yourself and ask person. Thank you. Well, um, good evening, everyone. Um, and also thank you for this section. Well, um, I want to ask question in regards to CV. Is a CV actually needed in the proposal stuff? And if it is needed, how will your CV be customized? Is it going to show that you did on web D with Web3, or is it going to show that you are a, like your school, your your um your past experiences, your school, and all those stuff? Or since we're in Web3, this CV is going to show stuff related to moderation and the rest of them. Why is it going to? Be? Okay, if I get your question very well. Hello, can you hear me? If if I get your question very well, you said how can you um, optimize your CV 
to showcase your uh, web theory skills, right? Um, the, the thing is that the way you optimize your, your Twitter page, number one, your Twitter, when, the way you optimize your Twitter page is directly the way you can put it in your CV under your work experience or your past projects, okay? Those are the, if depending on your area of specialization and the skills that you are, that you offer, okay? And uh, you know, when, when, when making, when writing CV, when writing CV, over the past few, over, over the past few years, there has been different formats of CV writing, this and that. The one that is standard, the one that is not uh, standard, but there are some important things that should be relevant in CV when writing your CV, which is your skills. Okay, what you can do. Number one is be there. Then number two, your past projects, which is your experience. Okay, your experience. It's very, very important also in, in, in optimizing your, your CV. Also, your, your certifications to back it up, your award, your reward, all those things are very, very important in optimizing your CV. So what if you put all those things there, then if you put all those things in your, in your CV, then you are you are good to go hello hello please excuse me can you can you hear me please can you guys hear me sorry for interrupting i am um, i don't think that is the okay. thank you very much i believe asked. um you are satisfied your question has been done justice to you guys hear me um echo x echo x i believe your question has been done justice to okay in that case anybody um Anyone else with two or more questions should signify this. If you are not yet a speaker and you have questions, please request to speak. I mean, you know how to do that. So if you have questions and you are not a speaker, please request to speak. Um, okay, sorry for the little um interruption. I think um El Prof wants to uh, like give a little explanation to my question. He wants to answer it in another way, something like that. Right, right. Um, you can hear me. I, I think everybody. Okay. Okay. Over to El Prof. Um, well, well, I don't Over think the response, no offense, I don't think the response that's I think some people's network is not good yet. Safem, do you mind muting your mic for a moment, if you can hear me? Hello? Is there, is there a prof speaking already? Because I cannot hear him from my end. That's what I'm saying. You should probably meet your mic. Guys, is there a prof speaking already? I cannot hear him from my end. Are we yeah, all hearing him from there? Um, sorry, sir. sir. Um, Femme, El Prof is trying to, to speak, but it seems your mic is a bit interrupting. So. Okay. 
Um, I just hope that I think okay. we're having yeah, I think a business issue for this end, right? And it's not um, my end of that. is requesting to speak, is requesting to ask question. Yeah, this clips um, is requesting to ask questions, right? So, request to speak, clips um, just request for the mic. That is when you can ask questions. If you have not requested for the mic, you cannot ask questions. So meanwhile, why wait? Okay, thank you. You can proceed with your. I don't question. know. Help off is trying to speak. Just like mute your mic so we can just listen. That is what I have to say, basically. So yeah, sir, please go on. Like, okay, yes, I think it's a little bit of network issues. Um. I don't. Um, I I heard the question from Echoes, and I wouldn't think that the response that he got from Safemnel is 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 um, directly answering that question, right? When you do proposals, it has absolutely nothing to do with CV. Like I explained earlier, proposals are almost an alternative for CV. You should think about it in this format. Proposals are like entrepreneurship, where CV. It's like nine to five employment. They are not, you don't submit a proposal and submit a CV. You understand that? Although there could be some interlapping information that might have been in a CV that you may need to explore and you know talk about them in a proposal. When you submit a CV, the, the goal for submitting a CV is to get an interview. When you submit a proposal, the outcome is to get a meeting. You see, so you don't, if you guys um, hop onto the community help group, you see that I dropped, I already dropped something there, right? Uh, um, a, a particular um, proposal I did for, for Lemon I, um, a couple of years back, right? And you will, you will be able to see that I, I talked about some of my previous um, um, engagements, some works that I did. That's something that you probably see in a CV. Right, I had a personal statement uh, at the beginning, introduced myself. That's probably something you see on some kind of CVs, especially in academic CVs, right? But overall, a CV is a very different thing from a proposal. A proposal is often targeted at just a particular service offering, a particular activity, a particular event, right? So if I think sometime during the course of the, the lecture, the um, the speaker mentioned you know, about delivering laptops or something to a particular company or whatever. That's something that is very, very obtaining. I told you people, I'm in a school, I'm in a secondary school. We have a computer lab here, but let me assume it's a school that does not have a computer lab, right? Let's assume that's the case. If I write a CV, it's not going to, the best I can write is uh, I want to become the computer teacher or whatever to be teaching. If you people need to set up a computer lab, I also get it. That's the best you can probably do with a CV. But when you are issuing a proposal, a proposal could be like you want to work with the school to establish a computer department within the school. So you'll be in charge of both procurement, uh, um, management, 
transportation of the um, products and all of that. So the question would now be your um, your proposal is now to convince that school why having you know a set of computers, a computer lab is important, the advantages the that it will bring for the school, the direct um, relevance of that particular um, um, uh, um, set of uh, 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 tools or whatever. What if what the the advantages it will bring for? So you see that. Um, at the end of the day, it's absolutely a very different thing. You cannot um, substitute what you do with a CV with a proposal. So when I'm sending a proposal, for example, to a school, I'm telling them that, oh, wow, um, neighboring schools within the community do not have a computer lab. If you are the first school that set up a computer lab and it's highly optimized, like it's, it's, it's up to standard and it's something that is very accessible, the information will go out there and it will attract more people to you. And you can also use this as some kind of computer institute to, for adult literate um, lit, um, um, literacy programs. And you get people that will be coming to the school to come and learn all of these things. You can also create um, some kind of business center where people can come and get their photocopy and all of those. So you see that that is the nature of how a proposal works. So you'll be talking about specific things. Maybe at the end of the day, you'll now say you are willing to work with um, um, teachers that have in tech knowledge to start educating the students and create a system on how um, a, maybe a curriculum uh, for the students to be. So you can potentially become a teacher, but if with, with a CV, all you can be is a teacher. But with a proposal, you can be a teacher and you make a bunch of money from the procurement, especially if you have some relationship. You can tell them that, okay, a typical laptop is probably 100,000, right? But I have a relationship with a particular company or a particular distributor, and I'll be able to get this for about um, 80,000, which is a win-win. You can go and make the research. So you see that all of these things is part of what you whip up into a, into a proposal. And you explain, most importantly, why you are the best person for the job. For example, that discount option that I gave, even if there's someone else that could have probably put together that project, the fact is that they might not want, because the person does not have that connection to get that discount uh, uh, like you do. So you have to find interesting ways to make yourself, just like our speakers the last time, right? You have to find a way to make uh, express how you are the right person for the job and you make it, it's not for you to come and say you are the right person for the job. You make it clear. You make it obvious. If these people look at this, is it a good idea? Is it worth uh, investment? Is it worth the, the time investment, the money investment for this? When are we going to be getting our returns? What are we going to be expecting from this in addition to getting probably a, a new set of students? All of these things is going to be um, um, highlighted on the on the proposal. So I think um, that is that is a, a response that I have for EcoS on that. So. Creating a proposal does not have a direct correlation with um, um, creating a resume, right? But for some of you right now, it does not hurt to have it because for every new project, for every new offer, you are going to need to create a new proposal. But you can probably use one CV for one million people. So I guess that's another thing. So for, for people, you that's why it's important to learn how to create proposals because if it's CV, you can pay somebody, they whip up a CV for you and you keep using that CV and you're getting um, um, gigs, right? But for a proposal, you are the one that know what you want to offer. You are the one that know about the people you want to offer, offer it to. You are the one that know the relevance is going to bring to them. Oftentimes, you are in the best position to write it. So it's, not, it's probably not something that somebody can do for you, which is why we need to learn it. And 
in addition to this workshop, of course, you people should understand that then the way our workshop works is once a month. And when we initiate a particular kind of conversation in a workshop, that will be the duration of conversations we'll be having for that month till the next workshop. So maybe our next AMA with El Prof um, will be something related to issue, something on proposals or proposal development. Now, I'm sure some of you will go to the community help group and review some of those um, um, sample proposals that I've, I've dropped. One of them was able to land me a very, very huge gig, right? And we can now have a conversation about that. So, okay, thank you very much. I don't want to overtake the time. Yes. So I hope that's that's Thank you very much for um for that. Thank you very much for that. I was also thinking um there's still anybody that asked question. Someone was using up there and to ask question then Chris Sam. Chris Sam, you can unmute your mic and ask your question. Okay. Is there anybody else who wants to ask a question? Is there anybody else who wants to ask a question? You can unmute yourself and um ask your question. And if you are not yet a speaker, you can request to speak. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if there's anybody that is asking questions, I guess we are all maybe the weather out there. Yeah, the rain has been has been too much since evening. Yeah. I'm also feeling good, yeah. <laughs> so um yeah while sefemia was speaking there i was like okay take for instance because sometimes while i'm swimming through my own um twitter and some other article some other accounts i i don't you know when you are when you are about generating proposals and i mean crafting proposals is it that um you have to um most of will be like you have to send the dm face as for me the you know the the clients can send you dm face the potential client that you have thought of like you have checked through their what was it called their account their page and you have seen that this particular person there is something that can you know offer in value that is really unique i mean should i just say you know that is unique but the this particular client now probably um dm you first how do you not go about you know doing i mean maybe it is not maybe it's not what you call it's not related to what you're talking about here but one way is related to it you know so how do you know what you call state what you state your proposal whatever class line knowing that you're ready what you call dmd first you know <laughs> so yeah please do you hear what i said did you hear what I said? Like I asked the question, please, uh, please. So um, I'd like you to do justice to that. Can you mute yourself and uh, go and speak? I I don't think he's even on the speaker board, right? He's he's just a listener at this point. Although I've invited him to speak, invited him to co-host, but. Uh, Maybe I think he's having some network issues. That's just it because he was still the one that couldn't hear me quite clearly earlier, right? So could you um, um paraphrase your your question? Let me see if I can you know, make an attempt. Okay, I said um because I believe that everybody we have this kind of question. I don't know um one or two persons we have this kind of questions too. Is the kind of situation such that your potential client was the one who DM'd you first? 
and you have checked to their wall, you have checked to their what's it called, their handle, you know that particular problem that they are facing in their own or in their brand that you can you have solution, you have the solutions at hand, right? And um these people this person has now DM you first. I think that's what you call proposing what you have for them, like in a unique way so that <laughs> they have no what's it called. So that you cannot be rejected. Yeah. So that is the question. I hope you understand the question. So that's the question. Well, first of all, there's nothing that cannot be rejected. Okay. You undertake projects because it's convenient and suitable to the direction of your growth, not because you just need to do it. That's one. Then it's not every circumstance that you'd need to write a proposal, right? You can actually initiate uh, and close a gig through just DM conversation, right? I feel oftentimes when I want to do proposals, it's usually for very, very high level stuff. I don't have a CV. So if I need, which I don't, I often don't, but if I need to work with, let's say, private individuals or small companies, I don't really bother to go and do proposals. Proposals really take a whole lot of time and research. You have to really research both people, research company, research problems, research solutions. So it's it's usually, it's oftentimes for me, it should be worth my while. All right? So if, say, you were already prospecting in your mind um, a particular project or a particular individual, and they now be the one to reach out to you for an offer, or if they've made a proposal, unless you have a counter proposal, and at that, you may not need to craft or design a proposal. If they've sent you a proposal, then it's it's onto the talking stage. You people now just start talking. So if you need to send something to them, right, it's going to be a special kind of. It's not a full proposal as such. So many of because you've initiated the conversations. Oftentimes, I do proposals for um cold conversations, or after we've actually had a conversation and i'll tell them that okay i'll whip up a proposal that you guys can see because let's say i've talked about what i want to do and everything they seem interested so the proposal is now that piece of documents that will give more information about my methodologies my approach and all of that that's the essence of now writing it and in that case i will have to do the proposal to that effect so i don't want you people to start um cramming some set of things and say that every single proposal must have these things that's not true. It depends. If you are reaching out to a project for the first time with a proposal, yes, there are some key things that should be there. It must be there. If uh, you've had a relationship with a particular project beforehand, or you know their CEO, their founder, or a key person within the ecosystem that is in a position to actually make decisions, you have to write a different kind of proposal. There are so many things that you might need to take off. There are some things you need to pay much more emphasis on. It depends on the outcome of your research. What do you think it's important to the person that you're sending that proposal to? That's the direction that you focus the content of your 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 proposal that, uh, for, right? So I think that, that is it for that. If the person has already, already reached out to you with a proposal or even just a verbal conversation that, oh, I've been, I've been, maybe you've been engaging them so that they will get to know you before you issue your proposal, but you've not even had the time. This has happened to me. That's what I'm saying that way. So, but you've not had the time to even send the proposal and maybe based on you people's interaction and all of that, they already feel like, okay, this is a great, you're a great service provider. We need to work with you on this. 
right? And then I tell you that, okay, what do you think? Would you be able to work with us to execute this particular stuff and all of that? You don't need to write a proposal. <laughs> you you basically start, you, you guys can talk about what it's going to take. So I think at that point, now you'll be much more focused on contracts. I think that's something that we might need to talk about some other time. Contracts, especially when you are dealing with multinationals, you need to have a contract in place. And sometimes it could be part of the um, content deck that you'd send to a potential uh, partner in addition to the proposal, right? The contracts, that's assuming there's already a go ahead and it's been greenlit and the project has been greenlit. So yeah, that's it. Thank you guys. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much for that. Thank you very much. So is there, um, in the absence of nobody else wanting to ask person, and um, okay, let me give it to my, uh, what's it called, to scribblings. We're not even here. We're not even here. Those sound. We're not really here today. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. It seems cold somehow. I don't know. Maybe it's there again or anything. So sorry, there's a lot yeah. of noise here. Do you have That's anything to I'm say? Like... I mean, just greeting and anything. Okay. Good evening, everyone. Thank you. Um. Yeah, I hope we enjoyed the session. I'll um. What's it called? I'll I guess we can book the processes um, into uh, what's it called? Less complex, what's it called? Points. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope, what's it called? Because we have something to draw on in our community group after this workshop. That's how we are going to work with time. We're not going to take much of our time because we still have, what's it called? Our quiz today. I mean, tonight. So, Yes, what do you have for feedback? I mean, what do you have to say about this workshop? How do you enjoy it, you know? What do you think we can add to our subsequent ones to make it better? So this is the time for gathering feedbacks. If you have anything to say, and I don't know, it should be, there are many people with the, um, with the mic here, and we have those few people who are stepping up to speak. So, yeah, this is time for gathering feedbacks. If you have anything to say about the workshop, just speak up. Even if it's just getting just stuff, make it lively, make the whole session a reality. I mean, you know, if it is a if it is a what's it called, a real life event, <laughs> I believe everybody is going to talk. Every every single person is going to talk. So because it is what's it called, it's a virtual event now. We are muting our, we are we are refusing to step up to talk. Hmm? So if you have any feedback, let's 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 speak up. Thank you. As you do that. Well, personally, I think the reason why the everywhere everything is like this today is because of the rain. The rain it really affected our program. That's what I was saying. Are people feeling <laughs> okay? Okay, good evening. Uh to me, like <laughs> in a way, there's no like yeah, the workshop is the workshop was great now. At least I learned something today. Yeah, yeah. To me, I think normally we like there's always something to improve on. But yeah, today's workshop, I learned something and I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Okay, it would have been it would have been beautiful if Gibson has said one or two things he has gained in the workshop when he said he learned something. So that have been beautiful. I mean, it would have been one be- more better. If you are, you know, okay, basically, yeah, like 
the difference between um, proposals and CVs now. So <laughs> I don't think before now I knew that there was much like <laughs> like a clear difference. So yeah, proposals are more like um more high like more of a higher standard than sending basically CVs. So yeah, so those um those two are basically quite different stuff. And it's not every time you need to send proposals now. Sometimes you just go on direct conversations and close deals. So yeah, today was a great good space. Can anybody hear me? Yes, please. Um, I think my this is my first time of joining this workshop and I will actually want to open Boss, don't they do that thing now? <laughs> this is my first time of joining this workshop and where network has not has not been good on my side. I've just, just logging in every time. So I, I really did not enjoy it. We really try. Uh, thank you. Bob. <laughs> thank you anyway. Thank you. Vistec School, please let's hear from you. Vistec School, are you there? You are a speaker already. Vistec, Vistec, just unmute yourself and speak. You are a speaker already. I mean, you have been, you have the mic, also meet yourself and speak. Hmm? <laughs> Does he not know that he's using a piece of I don't know. <laughs> okay. Let's go ahead with our quiz. Maybe he doesn't know. <laughs> because it's all right. Um, um, <laughs> is anybody speaking there? So... Okay, dove.it. I want you to speak. Say something about the workshop. We'll be, we'll be, what's it called? We'll be pointing out people who speak. Since nobody wants to step up to speak voluntarily, so we'll be, what's it called? Dove.it. Oh, yeah, what do you have for us? What do you, what, what do you want to say about the workshop? How was it? I mean, what do you gain? You know, two things, just say. Um, can, anyone, can anyone hear me? Can anyone hear me? Okay, so I want to big shout out to Sabrina for actually more likes to today. So what I actually learned was actually that everything you have to do in the web three doesn't just happen like computer in both. You have to actually put a lot of work. You have to plan a lot of things. You have to plan a lot of things. Because for you to actually make a proposal, you have to go through a lot of research and. Work on yourself and a lot of things you actually have. Um, he actually talks about he talks about um looking for the needs of the society of the um looking for the needs actually of what of the um, person of your client for at least buying solutions so you can actually find if you actually talk to your client. You actually it's all as it all it all runs all over planning. You have to actually make sure that you actually all around it. You have to it you have to just make sure that you have to protect yourself, put the research 
keep on researching. But I still have to, that's why I just have to thank you guys. That's what made me motivated me to ask me to keep on researching. Keeping, keep myself completed about a lot of things on my niche. So thank you very much. Um, for, for you. OX Beauty. Please unmute your mic and tell us what you learned today. Are you there? Okay, this would be the first time I'll be hearing OX Beauty speak. That is if she speaks so, because she has not even. <laughs> uh, OX Beauty, if you have anything for us, unmute yourself and speak. Thank you very much, Dove.it, for what you have said, although I don't even hear you clearly. So, ah. okay. Okay, yeah, anyone. Can anyone hear me? Hello. We can hear you. We can hear you. Oh, and it's okay. It's really very bad. Go ahead. We can hear you. Well, I've not really been following on this on network. I hear some things and I don't get to hear some things. So, things I hear is a little from what I didn't hear. Okay, I think there's noise at the background. There's maybe there's noise at the background there. And I cannot hear what she said clearly. Yes. And let's use this moment to give a shout out to, um, uh, what's it called? Mr. Abim's, uh, what's it called? Blockchain. Um, um, Lead and what's it called? Tutor because he won the Filecon Act Day. Yeah, what's it called? They had the they built some projects on the FBM chain, and it was yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> so you're welcome. You're welcome. Does he have anything to say? If you have anything to tell, to talk about in the workshop, I think you joined late. So if you have anything to say, you can request for the mic and speak. But while waiting for that, um, he should come and give us inspiration. Okay, <laughs> Mister Bims, <laughs> come on. <laughs> well, it is. It is what's it called? It's choice. It's my choice now. I cannot get to force. This is my voice to give you inspiration. <laughs> well, well, at this moment, even I need inspiration. So I would love to hear you. Because I'm very sure there will be so many people competing for that project worldwide. Because, um, and it was just two that, that, that two people that were nominated to be among the winner. So it is it is something that is that is really good here. So. Yeah, he's now a speaker. So, Mr. Abims, you have anything for us? Mike is over to you. Thank you. Good day, everyone. Uh, <laughs> so, thank you, everyone. I really appreciate the shout out and everything that has happened over, like, uh, over the listening since the announcements. I really grateful. Like, the community is so welcoming. So, <laughs> in terms of do I have anything to say? I, I think uh, you're already close to the source, which is Airprof himself. <laughs> so, like, it's just basically trying to implement as much as possible what he's saying. That's, I think, basically, is the main alpha. <laughs> yeah, thank you. 
are, are you kidding me? This guy have thrown the whole thing back to me. I mean, <laughs> and I like the way whenever he's talking, he's always laughing. <laughs> Why the, thank, you, laughing. thank you for the little you have said. Thank you at least for opening up in this in, on the space and saying something. Just quiet. What's it called? What's it called? We appreciate that here. It doesn't seem like um, OS Sensei is um, hearing me. I don't know. That is why I wanted him to come and co-host so that it would be quite easier. Now, uh, since Mr. Beams is here, because I literally have not even spoken with him too well after that uh, uh, event. I just congratulated him and I think that was just it, right? So, but since he's here, I would like to now add something. I think this is something that will be very helpful for him and for every other person that has some kind of skill, any skill at all, because at the end of the day, his skill is um, a blockchain development, right? So if you have any skill for those of you that content, like, and you have to be quite good, you see? So if you have that skill, uh, I think this, this advice that I, I want to share with Mr. Beams could have relevance for you too. All right. Now, I don't know how that whole process with that competition was initiated. Right. But as a developer, if you as at today, just think of some um, dependencies that you already know, some some um, kind of decentralized applications that you can build. It can be anything. It can be something really quite simple, but it should be something that you can do very, very, very well. Now, if you know that it's something you can whip up, maybe within um, a, a week, you've, you've put it all up and it's, it's going to be looking great. Then you can create a proposal. It's something called a targeted proposal, right? Let's say, for example, you can create a, a decentralized exchange, right? Something like Uniswap or PancakeSwap. You can create something like that or an automated market maker. You can create it. It's simply a matter of you reaching out to very, very new layer one project that's maybe still in test net or, you know, they just announced, especially ones that you know that they are going to have a funding round or they already had a funding round or something, but they're still just developing the space. Then you you reach out to them offering, let me give you an example, uh, Quans Network right now, right? They they are going to be launching soon, right? Um, looks rare. Is it looks rare? Right, there are a bunch of that. Okay, just remind me. I will post a list of like five layer ones that is, that is not live yet. Then, you know, because certainly every layer one is definitely going to need uh, a decentralized um, exchange, right? So you could simply reach out to them, especially when they are still so early. And now you have a credential. You can tell them you are the winner of so so and so and so and so on that. So it could still be whatever it is that you or the direction that you won on, the whatever it is that you guys were developing that's, that was the winning um, entry, right? You can you can say that you participated in that and you won and this, this, you've been super, super interested in their ecosystem and you've been following up with their progress and you want to be able to work with them. At this point, you create a Twitter handle and a bunch of other things. But at the largest end, that could be all that you need to get started. I think that you want to begin development of a decentralized exchange. You're already affiliated with um, a Web3 community that is targeted at Africans, and you'll be able to get um, a good pair of eyes from Africa. You can see how that proposal works. So your proposal is actually a pitch. It's, it's um, something that should convince. So that's why you are trying to showcase why you are the best person. Because certainly, 
they might be getting other offers. There are people that will be wanting to build decentralized exchanges. Whatever I'm telling you now is not novel. There are people that do it. That's how they make their money, right? So the more add-ons of value that you can add in addition to that building of a decentralized exchange, your relationship with ecosystems where you have or, or, or credentials that, that, that set you apart from potential competitors, whether you know them or not, if you're able to whip up a, um, a proposal like this and es express it quite nicely, it's very, very beautiful. You already have a name for the whole thing and you have um, a deployment plan. You tell them that you have access to community where you get an influx of graphic designers, content developers, just basically all of those people. You can list all the digital skills possible because certainly we have it. If we don't have it, we get place to borrow, right? You see that before you send that proposal, to let's say five different layer ones, you certainly get feedback. And considering that they are still in testnet and all of that, you've created the UI US or maybe get a UI US person to whip up some. Almost all decentralized exchange have almost similar UI US. Just put all of that up. That's going to be part of your white proposal. So it's going to look like um, a snippet of the white paper inside of the proposal, right? So these people, all of these things are in a bid to um, 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 stimulate curiosity. They feel like there's way more on ground. You tell them you've been working on this for a couple of weeks and you just wanted to make sure that you'll be able to quickly deploy it. You talk about some technical things. You may ask some technical questions about uh, their, their, uh, maybe their code base and all of that stuff. If you have made any attempt or research, you ask some, just the point is to show them that you've, you've put some thought to this. You've started probably experimenting with things to see if it's something you can do or something that will work out. These are things that you have on a direct conversation with them. Then you send over the proposal. I'm assuring you that, let's say, worst case scenario, five is probably too small, depending on the quality of your proposal. But there's no way you send that to 10 new layer ones and you know, get feedback. Now, let's say you get good feedback, especially if they are still so early. It will be very easy for you to request. If somebody is building on my ecosystem for a layer one that have future, that have plans to grow, I don't think $10,000 is even too much money. We're able to almost secure... If we, did, if we went ahead with it, we would have secured that from stash. So it's not a very huge amount of money, but it's going to be very, very significant for you, right? And your ability to whip this whole thing up together, you have Kamgaya, there are always going to be people that will be helping you if you get, you get people from the community to start engaging on the social media handle, right? Taking care of um, managing the social media. That is just it. And at the end, the social media handle could simply just be your Twitter and maybe Discord. At the end of the day, you've, you start building the front end and everything, you get somebody that will be communicating with the team on the back um, on the back end, and that's just it. You've essentially just launched a project, and that is how proposals work. Now, the context of this proposal is not in the project itself; it's in the fact that you are offering a specific service to that ecosystem. The service of a decentralized exchange to a layer one is critically important. And if you're able to put something like this together, this same winning entry can be replicated to generate revenue for you. Thank you very much. And that's what I have to say on that as relating to um, developing proposals and hybriding it. Thank you very much, Barry. Appreciate uh, Actually, the uh, flow was like the hackathon basically. It started like uh, I was actually supposed to like build something as related to like perpetual contracts, like something to handle like futures kind of operations but with smart contracts but looking at the timeline i i still have it in the works actually but the funny thing about this kind of was like i did it as an experiment because last year i discovered like some engineers actually just leave based on just participating in hackathons just like 
stance what they, they don't like actively look for jobs what they just do is like go to hackathons and prepare projects so and um airprof also mentioned it last year so i just decided to like give it a shot and i'm going to implement everything i said also thank you very much <laughs> where is the um okay good i can't hear anything is it me i think everybody has been silent for a while um, yes, yes. So who is who is speaking? Yes, it's really, really bad. This is the first major rain of the year. Oh, it's raining outside. We're scribbling. You can continue from where OSC stops until he gets back. How about that? Oh, okay. Well, I think the next thing we are supposed to do now is the quiz. And I, I don't know if he has the question set already, and I'm trying to get through to him. Let's just go ahead with the quiz. Um, scribblings. Yeah? I think uh, we said, I think we said we're going to uh, uh, do the, the quiz on the, on the group, on the community group. No, no, no. Oh, uh, we changed. He said, he said it was going to be on the on the space, space right? after the workshop that's what he said oh, okay 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 no problem yeah that was that system. and it is thin i want to okay let's go so is everybody shut of west i mean if the the uh co-host is unavailable maybe due to network issues then i guess we should all sit down in silence and wait for him is that how we are working now no 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 no, no. <laughs> Right. And uh, yes, Mr. Beams, you see, is he here now? Okay, Dolph, you want to say something? Please go. So, when you were saying uh, we're all saying, so I was like, I was saying, people was about to pop the quiz or stuff, so I don't know. I'm trying to write down questions we can use for the quiz. I don't know. I'm just trying to put something up now. So, I'm able to come up with like, at least five questions. And I'd like us to pick the numbers. At least I have five questions now. So please just unmute your mic and pick from the five questions I have within my... Are you guys hearing me? Yeah, we hear you. Okay, okay. So I said I have five questions with me now. And it's a quiz, yeah? So please, somebody should unmute their mic and go for one. <laughs> I think to you. Can you hear I'm, me? I think I'll go first. I'll... You go first, I'll be done. Yes, I can hear you. Okay. Yeah. Um, number three. Yeah, go do. <laughs> okay. It's, 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 not, it's just something we didn't come kayak now. Like, what is the most important thing you need to have before you create a Web3 name? Uh, Twitter account. First, we have, we have a Twitter account, yeah. Yeah. And um, wallet address. What did you say? I said you have to have a Twitter account. You, you have to have what? Like, the most yeah, important yeah, thing. You have to have it. 
Já jsem to nechal zdal. E, já to je stál, kancuko. Uh, já jsem to nechal zdal. 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 Já <laughs> well, I mean, so me, I think first of all, you have to know your brand. God bless you. Okay, thank you, thank you. Like that's what I needed to hear. Your your value proposition needs to be defined. This that that. Okay, thank you, Ecoex, for bailing bailing him out. Okay, who who go next? Okay, number three is gone. Push, I will call your name or I will execute you. Execute you. Yeah, mute yourself. Number three is gone. I have like four more questions. What are the questions? Uh, you pick one number. You pick one number and I will give you the question. Okay, what numbers are left? Number one, number two, number four, number five. I'll take number four. Okay. Ah, you you, you think something very simple. When like when was Cam when did Cam guide for me? When did you start? Like the day started. Nah. Mandu. When did Cam guide for me? When did you start? I the most um, simplest that's... question. Don't even tell me, Madu. <laughs> I can never call Clip oh, to answer that question. What should be twenty fifth or? Uh, okay, it's around December. The second. December. No, I mean, when you joined, no. <laughs> Maybe it was when I joined. No, no, when it started, that's the question I'm asking. Okay, I think OX is has is would like to help you out. Let's hear you now. OX is has. Can you hear us? Can you can you hear? Oh yeah, creeps down. Just answer the question like that. Um, you don't know, okay. My head is November last year, November 2022. Uh -huh. November what? November what? The date? Uh, oh, I know. It's November something. November, November Yes, it's in. I, I knew it. Oh, you knew it and you didn't say it. <laughs> okay. I think number, two, number four is gone. Number three is gone. When did the community start? Okay. So, who am I picking? Oh, yeah, OX Digitals. OX Digitals, are you there? I think I'm the one that will be asking this question, this, the remaining question this time around. Ah, please, please, don't do that, please. The way nobody wants to answer. Please, you guys, nobody... please, you guys turn up. I, I, I don't think you know about it. <laughs> Who exits you thousand? Why you not? Unmute your you mic and come and answer a question now. He's not a speaker. He's a speaker now. Like, I, I can see him. Okay. 
Let him request for the mic now. Okay, I'm 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 throwing this question to Echo X. Echo X, when do we usually have our follow for follow? Sorry, the question again. When do we usually have our follow for follow? Uh, on Thursday. Thursday, go. Yeah. I thought it on Sunday. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 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 uh, that's my <laughs> Okay, okay. Uh, hey, OX Marshall, welcome. I'm going to throw this to you. What makes the Kamgad community unique? Ah. Kiniha. Okay. OX Marshall, mute your mic. <laughs> Why are you people laughing now? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that is What makes me? us unique? Is what we all know. What makes us unique? Uh, can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, like, like, <laughs> this question. There's a lot of things that really make the... Uh, just that one special <laughs> thing that makes us unique. I think the... Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what I'll do. <laughs> just this so there's a lot, there's a lot. Okay, let me say the... Uh, the Unity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 uh, you want to hear? Okay. I think Dorf wants to say something. <laughs> okay. Talk now. Why are you people like this today, Dan? Um, <laughs> sorry, I was actually thinking because it's actually an African community. Yes. Oh. Take, 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 Jai. That's what makes us unique now. I be you don't. How many African communities like has a web three uh, like has a web three onboarding platform? Count it now. Count. Yeah, no, no. I don't know. I don't know. I think we're even one of the first in Africa, self. So what are you telling me? That's what makes us unique now. All right, so thank you for asking that question. So anybody can throw one question to me too. So it's not be like I did not participate in the piece. Abi, we should throw questions to help Prof. Me. Me, I'm open now. Please, you can ask. Ah, oh, we ask you that you know now and get by. And you don't want me to get it. <laughs> don't At least you should even bother you more before you get it. That's the thing. Oh, let me see. What can we ask? Good luck with that. What can we ask? Okay, okay let me ask you a question. Who is it as asking? Who was the first person you added to the group, to the community? Hello? He said, who was the first person I said, added who was to the, the first person you added to the community? Okay. <laughs> um, 
I think it's uh, it's it's certainly a woman, of course. Hmm. I know myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, but the first person, technically speaking, the first person I added was Explore, Explore Victor. That's the truth, because we we have a bunch of groups that's already existing. So I just combined all of them and repurposed. And when you add different groups to into a community platform, then all the members of the different communities or different groups will be embedded on the announcement channel and it was explored. But when we now created the community help group and asked people to you know start requesting for access, the first person that got in, ah yeah, if you still remember that one, <laughs> <laughs> the person is not the person okay, is not that one. Too. so you guys have succeeded. Please, let's ask another one. What inspired you to create a Kamgayat community? <laughs> okay, well, I I have been training people all along on uh, blockchain technology and you know income making income online and all of that stuff. I guess this was just the next logical step, right? Uh, but from a personal um, perspective. Really, it's, it's the influx of fraudsters, the, the way almost everybody is just feeling that that's the only way out. And I just, I just wanted to show that you can actually make very good income legitimately, even if it will take a while to get everything set, set up and get started. And I would say that's, that's my major inspiration, to get part of um, fraud or to, to allow them to know that fraud is not the most lucrative way to, to succeed in, in, in tech or online. So I think that's what I'll say is, is that a good answer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's literally nothing you try to tell prof that you not conquer. You try to tell prof that you will not conquer. Oh, Excellency, are you with us now? I think he's having yeah, serious network issues. I don't know what he has next for the community. Well, um, all right, we have we have spent a good time. Just to be frank, we have spent a good time. I feel that we have um, a very mini. This one I'll be I will handle it maybe just for one hour. We will have a very mini workshop sometime. You know where we will not focus. It's not going to be on Twitter. Somewhere where we can, you know, share documents, analyze, and maybe even try to practically send a proposal to. Yes, I'm sure we might need. A potential partnership, so we could actually whip up a proposal and send to some other community to try and initiate uh, uh, a collaboration. And we'll do it publicly so that members will see how we're able to put together the proposal and um, you know what what came out of it. So I think that's something that we could do. But for the time being, I I feel considering the nature of the the network in the, uh, around the country now, I don't know whether it has to do anything with with the elections or. Or the naira and all of that so but i think we could we could call it a, a day now because the organizer is having the the worst network issue so far and he's the one that has the plan i think one takeaway from this is uh subsequently if you are the the key person the key speaker or the keynote person or the organizer of a, a workshop a space or anything that has schedule you should make sure to make the schedule public publicly available to other members so that in the case of some kind of mishap like this, somebody else can quickly just step up and you know, run through with what you've already put up. Because I know he has taken almost a week 
you know, prepared for this. And I know he has so many things lined up. So even if there are some key things within his schedule that we're unable to uh, um, undertake today, we could, when he's, he has a better network, we could have a conversation on it on the community health group and it will be an extension of, of this meeting. Because of course, you guys already know that, uh, you know, our workshops are concurrently running throughout the month. That's the reason why it's just uh, once a month. So it's not necessarily, like I said, even my AMAs are now going to be talking, having, we'll be having conversations relating to proposals. So we don't have to overbeat this, a meeting for today. We can always continue. So I think that's what I have to suggest. Thank you. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was Crafting Compelling Proposals, a Camp Guide workshop recorded on Friday, March 3rd, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support now. They say rapping is the gateway, bringing home great pay, checking that replay, sing along and we say nobody gives a fuck around my way. I make about three bucks for every thousand plays, so add it up and do the math on that. Financially speaking, why the fuck would anybody want to rap? But in this reality the money comes from doing shows, but then where's the money go when you can't do the shows? I guess you could rap on Cameo. I've been asking all my friends if I can rap on the patio. Six Beat, motherfucker, step the fuck back Doing a little magic, pulling rabbits out the rucksack Not everybody's always in it for the money Looking like another crooked Sunday and I'm working Monday So you know I ain't stressing, left debating great methods Amazed to play Inception, the base stay blessed See, even with these huge sums of overall royalties The sums of money that go to the record label per playback Can seem insultingly small Many rights holders are making around three quarters of a cent how to turn a profit, their future will always be in question. But, for now, investors see enough potential to continue to fund pennies, 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 Another day, another lesson, living in the eighth dimension, might be worth a little mention, living in the Great Depression, got a real regal feel, reeling in another sucker fish, out to make a deal, just to make a motherfucker wish, Ah shit, now you only got two left, you know what I wish, we didn't have any loose ends, you know what I miss, listening to excuses, now we're on the fence, like we forgot how to choose, that's what happens when people don't know what's true In the dark eating bullshit up like a mushroom In the lunchroom just trying to laugh it off Meanwhile foaming at the mouth like a rabid dog Like a fake mate and call at the zoo It's looking like the view is getting disappointed too I'm working on the new shit, trying to produce it It's what I'm willing to go through when I'm making my music